Hello and welcome to WMQ&A, the official podcast of the WMQ Comics website. I'm your host, Dan Grote. This week we're talking Boom Studios comics with Becca Suez, one of the friendly faces from my local comic shop, Level Up Entertainment in Mays Landing, New Jersey. Speaking of Level Up, I'll be hosting their free comic book day creator panel, talking with Savage Hawkman and Pizza Tree writer Mark Poulton, Unique Studios owner Roya Okupe, and local artist Zach Dolan, whose Unlikely Hero Studios has produced comics like Super and The Surgeon. So if you live in southern New Jersey, please come check that out. Uh, it's almost con season here in New Jersey, and uh, there's lots to be excited about. Uh, there's three great shows coming up next month. On April 7th and 8th is Garden State Comic Fest, a new show launching in Atlantic City. As somebody who lives near and covers Atlantic City in my day job, uh, I've long been a fierce proponent of the idea that the city deserves a strong mid-sized con. Uh, there's been a couple of false starts the last few years, but the Garden State guys have a track record. Uh, they've been running shows in North Jersey the past few years, so I look forward to seeing what they bring to my backyard. Next up on the 14th, we've got Camden Comic Con, a free show that supports the arts at Rutgers University and the local community in Camden. Uh, I'm super excited for this year's show because their guest of honor is Gail Simone, uh, who's written some of my favorite Deadpool stories and will have a big spring with new Domino and Plastic Man series hitting the racks. Finally, on the 27th to 29th, is East Coast Comic Con, which for my money has been the best show in New Jersey three years running. Uh, the founder, Cliff Galbraith, gets some great guests, uh, including this year Roy Thomas, Mark Bagley, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Tony Isabella, Keith Giffen, and the always entertaining Simon Bisley. Um, but that's some regional stuff. So for those of you listening from beyond the Garden State, first of all, welcome. And uh, second, here's me and Becca talking boom, and uh, also Mr. Miracle number seven. That's going to come up a lot. <laughs> Joining me now from Level Up Entertainment in Mays Landing is Becca Suez. Becca, how you doing? Hey, doing good. All right. Uh, so tell me a little bit, first of all, uh, how long you've been working for the shop and uh, what your what your role is there. So I've been at the shop since 2014, uh, just so just four years now. Uh, and honestly, uh, between me, Scott, and Jess, we're all managers. We're directly under Greg, an owner, mm-hmm. which means we do most everything. So we Scott does a lot of the event planning. I help out with that. Uh, comic order everything anything and everything you think to run the shop all right cool well uh the reason we're here is uh we're gonna be talking boom studios uh this week becca and i are both uh big fans of the brand we thought we'd kind of focus on uh five series that are kind of indicative of why they're a publisher that are doing a lot that's doing a lot of things right right now uh i think what originally prompted this was lumberjanes which is heading toward its 50th issue uh, in May. Uh, Becca, I know you're reading that book, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I mean, it's just basically, it was uh, started up by Noel Stevenson and Grace Ellis, uh, but it was just basically, it's it's five girls who go to a summer camp uh, for extreme lady types, uh, or hardcore lady types, sorry, I'm wrong, uh, and uh, they just basically get in misadventures. The whole area is filled with supernatural stuff, so there's like jackalopes and all sorts of other things happening uh, in the area around it so it's just fun adventures with a couple of girls all of the characters are great uh, noel stevenson started this series and she's just amazing at writing characters and unique characters each one has their own own everything that makes it really relatable it's really it's a good comic uh you know boom is one of those publishers they do a lot with licensed properties but you know their original titles are you know, they're the thing. They're the things that kind of stand out. Uh, I guess 
did you, uh, did you re reading that book from the beginning or? Yeah, no, actually, I got recommended by one of my friends, uh, Jess, and it was one of the first ones that really like got me into Boom. It so I've been reading since the beginning, and it's just, it's always been great. Do you have a favorite particular like arc or story that stands out for you? Uh, uh, that's really hard, actually. Um, there was one really cute one where recently uh, the parents came to the. Uh, it was, you know, like a parent's day. But it was really cool because it was, yet again, you just got a chance to see where these kids were from, coming from. Um, and it, it also incredibly, it shows off their diversity because uh, one of them has, uh, one of them's adopted by a gay set of parents. Um, another one's uh, Latino and they, they, like, all of their family came. So it was just hilarity of, like, their uh, grandmother being there and their mom and all their, you know, cousins and everything else. Whereas other kids didn't want to see their parents. So it was... It, it just, yeah, yet again, set that really good uh, bar for good characters. Uh, awesome. Uh, did you happen to read the crossover with Gotham Academy? Yeah, I did, actually, because I, I really enjoyed it. I was reading Gotham. I read yeah. Gotham Academy after the fact, and I really enjoyed that one. Uh, that was actually a really, really fun arc, um, especially if you were into both books. It was a little hard to follow if you weren't, because mm -hmm. both books are character-heavy, and they have a lot of characters to them. So you may not be able to follow as easily, but uh, it, it was a it was a ton of fun, and both uh, the creators, the artist was great on it. It was awesome. Um, moving on, we are both reading Abbott, which is yes. out now. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite books that I'm reading right now. It's um, Solid and Ahmed, who writes Black Bolt for uh, Marvel and soon Exiles, I think starting next month and uh, Sammy Cavella, and it's set in 1972 Detroit. It's about uh, a journalist who uh, is investigating a series of, of grisly murders, like decapitations, uh, horse vivisection, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, she can link it. It's, it's kind of being treated by the police and, and, and the rest of the press as gang violence, uh, you know, in an era when the city is kind of split racially, um, but it's, uh, Elena Abbott, the main character, sees it as uh, you know the work of the supernatural, and so it goes in all these different directions. Um, where, where do you, where do you, how are you feeling about the series so far? No, I'm actually loving it because the, yeah, the protagonist being um, she's African American and yeah, in like a hotbed of like just nothingness. But it's awesome because like a lot of times on these stories, it would be it, like even her cop friends are African American. All the help she gets is from that community. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, I know a lot of people talk about like white savior you know, storylines, like it's none of that in here. And she is incredibly capable, incredibly kick butt. And she's also still got that kind of like, she could care less that there is supernatural stuff happening. Like she's still gonna go in and punch it and then figure out the story and write it. And it's just awesome to see that. Yeah, I mean, the fear is there, but yeah, no, it's not, it's definitely not holding her back. You know, she's, she's not. She takes no know. nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, from but, uh, the supernatural. Exactly. I mean, but by the same token, she's still got like her vulnerabilities. I love oh, that yeah. everyone is smoking. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so good though. Um, and, uh, it's funny, you know, me, I, I have like a newspaper background and like her editor is very much the stereotypical newspaper editor of that era. <laughs> you know, square haircut, kind of stubby fingers. Um, should have a cigar in his mouth. Kind of looks like Jack Kirby. Yes, it's kind of John Jameson. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, like the general. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have that background to know anything about the writing part yeah. of it. It's um, the first time we see her at a crime scene. Uh, she works for what is allegedly like the third 
most successful newspaper in Detroit back when newspapers, there used to be like multiple newspapers for a city. And uh, she gets ragged on for having to take her own photos. And, you know, journalists in 2018 are like, hold my beer. That's <laughs> <laughs> good to say, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that is, that is a really great series. Um, just came out in trade that I think you and I both blew through fairly quickly. God Shaper. Oh yeah. By, I, uh, and Jonas Goonface. Yes, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Um, that was a fantastic, it's not, it feel it feels historical, but it's actually, it's, it's basically sort of this alternate reality where there's no electricity and everybody has their own personal god that does their bidding and there's this uh cast of untouchables basically called uh god shapers who have the ability to sort of manipulate the gods of others and the book centers on um i can't think of the main character's name uh an a thank you an a yeah yeah and uh <laughs> He so he's a god shaper without a god, but his partner is a god without a a master. Yeah, and which is supposedly very strange because gods are supposed to die immediately after their masters have died. Yeah, and and so there's kind of a whole mystery there, and they're this kind of like team of of, of boxcar scamps almost by day, sort of doing odd jobs to get by. Uh, god shapers aren't allowed to own like. Um, money or or property so everything is just sort of bartered yeah. as payment but then by night he's this like glam rock star uh you know s seducing people and just kind of uh watching them go th it's it's a very unique concept um i read it i read it in trade so I kind of blew through it in an afternoon. Did, did you read it on like the monthly? <laughs> I, or? I read it on the monthly. Uh, Simon Sperrier had released uh, the Spire re uh, before that. Mm -hmm. I had started picking that up, and I lo I loved it. It was similar. Uh, it's a similar writing style, but it was a different story altogether. And then I saw that God Shaper was coming out, and Jonas Goonface's art is amazing on it. It is, yeah. <laughs> now he should be he should be doing more stuff. He should be. He. He's a crazy fellow. I've been following him on Twitter. He does, like, backpacking trips all the time, too. He's crazy. But, yeah, his style really matches, like, the beatnik-type uh, world that they're living in. It, it just it just adds... It's one of those things where that art really adds to the story and what you're reading. Um, Spurrier, if you're not familiar, he did a run on uh, X-Men when it was, like, Legion's book. And then I think it changed titles to Legacy. Uh and now I think he's about to do a fantasy series for Boom, and I can't think of the name uh, off the top of my head. Hold on. I wrote it down because I knew. I think it's Cato or... Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. No, I have no idea. I wrote it down somewhere. I'll That's find okay. it eventually. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to it. Uh, out this week. Coda, uh, like, sorry. Coda, Coda, there we go. Like, I have yeah. a look on my list. Coda, yeah, that one's coming <laughs> out, which is awesome looking as well. Yeah. Um... Fresh out this week is a new series, Lucy Dreaming, from uh, Max Bemis and uh, I'm blanking on Michael the artist's name. Dialness? Dialness, yeah. Yeah, that's probably not, yeah, I may be way off. But uh, that was a really fun book. Uh, it's it's funny, it's, it's, it's coming out this week. And I don't think it's it's I don't think it's a one to one parallel at all. But um, I Kill Giants, the old uh, Joe Kelly Ken Nomura series, uh, the movie based on that is coming out, and it's kind of a similar 
you know, very superficially, you know, story about a girl who kind of has sort of some the for whom the lines of reality and fantasy blur. But basically, uh, Lucy, the main character, she's like a thirteen-year-old girl. When she goes to sleep, all of a like all of a sudden she discovers that like the dream world that she goes to, or the dreams that she's dream that she's having, is actually reality or or another dimension we don't really you know we don't get the specifics but you know it's like she goes to sleep thinking it's just like a regular sort of star wars adjacent uh fantasy but it gets subverted really quickly so you know she she wakes up and it's it's clear there's like she's supposed to be like a princess leia analog and there's a han solo analog like a han solo luke like luke and han solo merged into one mishmash yeah but then it turns out that he's really like just a creepy scumbag and the darth vader analog is somebody who's actually trying to help her and has been trapped in this dream reality for a while and and um one of the things that stuck out to me is i loved her parents because there, it was you know kind of your stereotypical like not quite middle aged yet but still like dorky mom and dad like yeah. that kind of humor. Yeah, no, it was it was it was good. It, uh, they had a good uh, interaction. Yeah, uh, and like and literally in maybe a page, maybe two, and yeah. it, you could tell that they had lived together and that they were they were characters. It, it, was, nice. it was it was a very simple breakfast table scene, but you got you got the feeling like you understood like. This girl was probably like a year into being a sort of hormonal teenager, and the parents were just like taking everything that came out of her mouth is just like just let it roll off right off their back. Yeah, <laughs> like they weren't going through like the trauma of what happened to our baby. Who is this stranger sitting there? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because like yeah, the first line in the book is her describing a book about like some warrior and her apprentice like decapitating and like eating the bowels of dwarves or something like that like that's the whole line and they're like cool you <laughs> good <laughs> all right we thought you were reading the one with the vampires but okay you know whatever <laughs> how are your eggs um kind of unavoidable when talking about boom right now is uh power rangers yeah uh, especially because they've got a big crossover coming out uh, next shattered, week, yeah, shattered grid on yeah issue twenty five. That should be next the twenty eighth. So yeah, yeah. Uh, next w- so like this coming Wednesday when uh, it's being released. Um, so they've got there's two Power Rangers books at Boom. There's one that's kind of based on the version that we saw in the movie last year, and then there's one based on the old TV show from the nineties, the original version, as opposed to sort of all those other versions that fell in the middle with names I don't really understand, but I think involved like Ninja and Turbo and Time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Power Rangers gets weird. I think that it it may have ended, but the latest one in Japan had trains. Each had a train, and then it became a robot. Power Rangers gets weird. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing with Power Rangers for me is like, they came like just after I would have cared. <laughs> so like they weren't a to- cultural touchstone, and I see that they're still around, and I'm just kind of like, huh. That was that, that was my childhood was the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like they started going into Turbo where there was cars, and it was like, I mean, I guess cool. But um, <laughs> although that was where you started seeing the lines, because like they, all of the Power Rangers were adults, but one of them was a kid. So they were like, oh, I magically become a cool adult when I transform into a Power Ranger. You're like, hold on, this is fishy. 
even for like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a disconnect between the people who wrote the show and the people making the action figures that they hadn't had to kind of like retrofit. <laughs> yeah, they were basically like, well, we need somebody more relatable than 30 year olds we're trying to pass off as teenagers. Because <laughs> they seriously are like 30. It, it's, yeah. Power Rangers is fun. It, I mean, it, I was a kid when I watched it, and it was tons of fun then. Going back to watch it, it is very poorly written. It is not very good. Well, the original series was like a mishmash of, like, kind of, like, force-figured into old, like, Japanese live-action stuff, right? Yeah, because uh, basically in Japan they have a ton of Sentai uh, shows, tons of them. I mean, that's why I like that weird Spider-Man that everybody sees in the memes. Yeah. Like, that's where he comes <laughs> from, because they were like, oh, he's in a Sentai suit. Obviously, he's a Sentai hero and needs a giant robot. Um, but so they basically, they made that show. And since they were making so many, Japan was like, well, this is flat. Nobody's watching it. So they handed it to America and we're like, I guess do what you want with it. <laughs> and so America added the American parts where there's the kids in high school who go to the, you know, lounge and they fight monsters every once in a while and have problems like getting bees on tests. So, it, yeah, it, so it became like half Beverly Hills 90210 with, uh, you know, kaiju and, and zords and what have you. <laughs> Um, and then weird, yeah, like Reader Repulsa is weird in America or Japan. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's so yeah, it's so disjuncted. <laughs> and and now there's a live action movie with Brian Cranston in it. Like one of the greatest actors of our time. He actually, he actually, I only learned this after he announced it. He actually voice acted for the original. He was one. He was some of the monsters in it, and it's great. <laughs> That man has an amazing career. I know. I wish I could live that Like, life. he could have bowed out after being the dad in Malcolm in the Middle, and I would have respected him. <laughs> I still would have loved him. I would have been like, he's great. Yeah. And that, yeah, oh, he's, such a, he's such a good actor. And now, uh, Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger, is like a darling on the con circuit. People love him. Oh, he's crazy. He's also, su like, because he does a lot of the, um, he does martial arts and, uh, like, choreographs the fight scenes and some stuff so I, I went to a con once and he was there he his line was incredibly long but he like anybody would be like hey martial arts let's do it real quick he's like okay cool and he would <laughs> kick and do whatever and i'm like wow that is he's he's impressive that 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 is pretty awesome uh when they when boom announced shattered grid they had him like narrate a trailer as the evil version of the green ranger the, the yeah the trailer is pretty rad actually yeah yeah uh draken i think it is yeah the most evil name that you could think of Lord Dragon. Yeah. Well, it sounds like dragons. Dragons are green. He was the Green <laughs> Ranger. He put a K in it. That makes it cooler. It's, it's done. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's, it's, it's rule of cool. Um, from the store's perspective, how how do these books do? Like, which ones are you able to kind of keep on the shelves? Which ones are you kind of, like, keeping alive by, like, recommending to readers? <laughs> it's honestly most of that because... You know, obviously DC and Marvel always do great, and we'll, we're expecting, like, a boom of DC people coming in with uh, Action Comics 1000, but when yeah. it comes to independence, it's kind of harder to push them. Uh, I mean, if the companies even know this, because, like, Image, you can get their first volumes for $10, because it makes it easy to get in. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's honestly really hard. Uh, the one that I've had the most success with, because I usually try to push everything that I like to read, uh, Met Kid at You actually picked up really well, and that was a boom title. Uh but other than that, it's 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 kind of hard. It's easier to push the um, it's easier to push to the graphic novels and easier to push the like like God Shaper where it's like, hey, it's one story, it's done, that's it, you know, yeah. it's cool. But yeah, it's it requires a lot of pushing. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers does well because it's got the name, 
Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like, the weird, like, Planet of the Apes stuff will do okay because somebody will come in being like, I love Planet of the Apes. And that's funny because, boom, like, that license, they are not letting it go <laughs> out of style. There's, it, it's like every time one ends, they find another one. Oh, they cross over with the Star Trek universe, like, 20 times. It's insane. They've, yeah, they've got a lot of, because um, I think they're coming out with a new one, too. It's a character driven arc that I don't know the Planet of the Apes well enough to tell you. Well, they just, um, they're in the middle of that. There's one for General Ursus. It's out now. Yes. And then they're supposed to be doing, like, a, an OGN that's, like, the original, like, first draft script of the of the first movie or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then, and then I think they just did a crossover with uh, King Kong as well. Yes, yeah. Which was yeah. an interesting one to do, so. But, you yeah, know, they, they keep up the Planet of the Apes, which I guess there's people out there who really like Planet of the Apes. I mean, I don't mind it. It's not a bad series. I just... I'm not buying every book that comes out of it. Yeah, I mean, the original the original movie franchise did five films, and the current franchise is on three, so... Yeah. <laughs> There's a market. Uh, I will there. say, I read the uh, Green Lantern Planet of the Apes series. Oh, yeah, that was also good. That was really good. <laughs> that was another series that crosses over with everything, because that one crossed over with Star Trek as well. But, you know, that's Green Lantern's always fun, because then it's just that, like, that always, like, uh fan canon where you're like but they would have the red ring it's like they, yeah. then they're like no this is how it goes down you're like oh no shucks it's not canon anymore i i i liked the, i think the funny thing is i think my favorite part of that series wasn't the lanterns or the apes it was the fact that they shoved gorilla grod into it because <laughs> because he's, yeah. yeah you have to <laughs> you know it, it, yeah it's weird that they did shove him in but at the same time Explainable. It's just weird that they didn't do Flash Planet of the Apes, but I guess it did again. Understandable. <laughs> I get, yeah. I mean, I get not as wide a cast faring. to pull from. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Spacefaring race who protects the universe and apes out in space, I guess, you know. Well, yeah. on Earth. Sorry, spoilers for the original movie. You blew it up! <laughs> oh, no. Um, you did have the Godshaper trade out by the, uh, the register for a while. No, I... <laughs> the... So, yeah, yet again, we do a lot of stuff around here, and I particularly was like, no, I want to recommend stuff and put it on the front counter and be like, no, this is mine. We also have another <laughs> section that also has our recommendations on it that I put my books in, because I did, I put Lucy Dreaming in it to Great. promote it, because I was like, come on, because sometimes, like, you know, Avengers is happening, there's bigger stuff that we want to sell more books of, but yeah. I, I love, as often as I can, I try to put the stuff that I like up there, I, yeah, so I put God Shaper up there. Um, Mech at You I put up there I, I would put Lucy Dreaming but I forget we had a couple things that came out this week that went up there mm -hmm. so yeah I try my best in every way anytime to be like hey by the way Boom is a studio yeah. that exists and is awesome you should read it uh, what, what is your okay so somebody comes in and they're not like you're one of your regular Wednesday Warriors so they don't really know what's going on they come to the counter they see like God Shaper up there next to you know I don't know let's say let's say Batman or something like that you know, what, what is your pitch? What are you telling them if they're like, oh, what's that? Well, most of the time, I mean, God Shaper in particular, I, most of the time it's easy enough to sell it just based on that art because the cover on the, yet again, Jonas Goonface's art is amazing. Uh, but most of the time I'll try selling it because a lot of those people, yet again, aren't coming back and they don't know the, the vast history of Batman and all the Batmans because, like, a lot of these people come in and they're like, oh, I just watched Old Man Logan. Give me Wolverine. And I'm like, that's cool. But right now it's X-23. But old Logan's dead. But Old Man Logan exists. He's from another universe. But he's in this universe. Also, all of his sons from this universe and alternate universes still exist. And they might kind of be Wolverines. Also, there's a Wolverine 
uh, that X-23 owns. So which one are we talking? <laughs> you know, like, sometimes <laughs> it's just kind of hard to for somebody who doesn't come in often to understand what is happening. Uh, so some of those books, it's just easier to sell. It's also, it's, it's usually people who are looking to get into comics, especially, like, um, people who read, like, Saga. Yeah. Like, a lot of those people who are not so much superhero readers, but readers of just comics, because comics aren't just superheroes, who are easy to convince for that, because it's just like, hey, it's a different story with, and it's one and done. Um, yeah, yet again, God Shaper I recommend on Goonface alone. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is easy to recommend to just 90s kids. The story's great. <laughs> um, so it's, it's easy to just be like, hey, you want a good story and not to watch the terrible TV show again? Here's this book. Um, Mech Cadet U was cool because it it's just, it's giant robots. What more do you want? But yeah, it's 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 always cool and it's always, it, there's, you know, diverse characters in it. So sometimes some people are coming in looking for, um, you know, Miss Marvel-esque books or, you know, uh, stuff like that. So it's always really rad. Um, like, the, yeah, like, uh, we had a kid come in a while, while ago, but they were looking for deaf heroes. And I actually, Dodge City just came out and there's a deaf kid in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. The diversity on that, is, on Boom, is insane. So it's, sometimes it's easy to recommend via that route as well. Uh, one thing I'll say about Boom, the, uh, you, you bring up Dodge City. They've carved out this weird little niche where they've also got all these great sort of coming-of-age stories that involve obscure sports. So there's Dodge City, which is dodgeball. Yes. There's fence, which is fencing. fencing. There's slam, is roller derby, which is also great. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I, am I leaving any out? I think. That, I mean, three. It's a lot. It's, three it's is still decent, a lot. They're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, it's so weird because uh, all I, I need I, is an ultimate frisbee book now. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, the roller derby one's great. And then um, I picked up fence. Fence was good. I just I didn't. It wasn't my cup of tea, so I dropped it. Sure. And then Dodge City is also great. It. And yet again, incredibly diverse. Um, it, just an awesome book. And funny enough, I'm terribly unintelligent, and there was a bunch of uh, Spanish in it. I actually had to end up like Spanish to English, and I had to like type <laughs> it in. Like I could understand. Like it was like, hey, I'm bad at dodgeball. I just got hit in the face. That sucks. <laughs> Get better. Like you know, it wasn't terribly hard, but it was awesome that it was in there and not. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So they didn't have, like, those 1980s Chris Claremont narration boxes that say translated from Spanish? <laughs> yeah, no. No. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was... It's cool, because we, we do actually have customers that come in, and they have, we've ordered a couple of, like, Walking Dead and stuff in Spanish, because, you know, it's, it's what a lot of Americans do, you know? That, that's great that you can do that, yeah. Spanish, so it's really cool. Um, we're looking at, comic-wise, we're looking at a fairly big summer. Yeah. You know? Um, Marvel's got their fresh start. DC's got Bendis <laughs> on <laughs> Superman. Yeah, to so keep advertising at me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you happen? To, did you happen to read Mr. Miracle? I did because I love Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Okay. And we're we're moving on. We're we're, we're transitioning <laughs> to the broader uh, spectrum here. Did Did you notice the double page Bendis is coming to spread so like right was, in the middle of the baby being born? It was good and bad because like obviously that cut because spoilers for that issue. He cuts the umbilical cord, and it does, if you ignore the Bendis, it cuts to him being outside of the the room. Like, nothing, you know, like, you didn't miss anything, but it was still very jarring. Yeah, which is funny because, you know, we're dealing with a Jack Kirby-created character. The whole Bendis is coming thing is an homage to when Kirby left Marvel for DC in the 70s to create the new gods. (laughs) And, yeah, it just... (laughs) 
<laughs> a very strange was... page turn. It Usually was. they say those kinds of things for like you know the end. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah. Also the fact that it is just a very like it is an homage, but it's a very giant white page with yeah. Superman on one side. But it's mostly just like it's a very big break. A giant red white page with giant red underpants. That's that's it. <laughs> After we a baby almost choked to death, and we had to use a knife that may or may not kill a person to cut the umbilical cord. It was like cool, good, thanks. So I wanted to see. Yeah, that, um, was, that was just uh, that, yeah. Mr. Miracle's so good it was so well paced that's that's the other thing like any other book it would have been like oh you know whatever I wasn't that involved Mr. Miracle is so it's so good it, yeah. you, you were so invested in that moment after like small bits of dialogue and stuff here and there and you were so invested in that moment and then it just Bendis yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then just Bendis um but yeah, what are what are some of the things that you're kind of looking forward to this summer now that we've had a chance to look at like what's coming out in May and June? Honestly, I I am kind of looking forward to the fresh start. Some of the mix up on some of the stuff's really cool. I don't think it has to be as big of an event as it's going to, as it's supposed as it is, but it's still cool to see um like yeah, Bendis wrote like everything. So I'm excited to see like Spider-Man and like everything without him is going to be interesting. I'm hoping that they shake it up enough to bring some maybe some new blood into the into the writing. Um, Action Comics 1000 is going to be cool, but yet again, I, I'm not a huge fan of Bendis, uh, so I'm. I, I, that, I, I, that's okay. I really <laughs> like uh, Thomas Sai, the guy who was writing it before. Okay. I, I, oh, I, oh, P- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I don't Peter know Tomasi how to pr- or whatever. Tomasi. Is, yeah. I don't know yeah, how to pronounce names. Yeah. He, his run was great. And I loved him. And then the fact that he's leaving, I'm kind of... It's also, yeah, it's coloring me indifferent where I'm like, mm, Bendis, you're taking over a book I really liked. And his writing. Um, you know, honestly, I I don't have a too much. I am looking forward to Coda because I really did... Lo- I, I love God Shaper. I love Spire. Uh, they're all good. And then Angelic was the other one that uh, Simon Spurrier is actually writing as well. That's an image? Uh, I think so, yeah. That, okay. that one I think is image. Yeah gonna mix stuff it's hard to tell sometimes <laughs> there's like there's like those books where you can be like ah yes that's a boom book <laughs> and then sometimes there's those ones where you're like i think that's a boom book but it's being made by image like a the uh, moonstruck i think is one of them yeah that one's done by uh grace ellis yeah, yeah. M- most of my books honestly are independent so it's like there's mm-hmm. not there's not like a summer for them sometimes you know like, yeah no that there's makes a couple sense. good things coming out but yeah. um it's funny enough it it sometimes mostly just goes previews to previews there's not too much of a like Mm -hmm. oh man this is upcoming it's like oh that looks cool i guess i'll read it yeah i i don't know that like i'm ready to go sort of all in on like the bigger things like i'm i'm you know i might check out a little bit of bendis i'm actually like more excited i think for like gail simone on plastic man yeah i am excited for plastic man to get his own book i didn't read the terrifics yet because i do like lemire and i do like plastic man but i just i didn't get around to reading it yet it's good it's good yeah i have to give it i have too many books to read (laughs) and not enough time the comic readers (laughs) lament (laughs) it's terrible it it gets added on the list the long long list that i keep of i'll read it when it comes into trade yeah um what are you currently reading uh so currently i'm reading most of Boom's lineup, so that, like, majority. Um, bigger stuff, I honestly I actually don't read too much from DC. I do read some Marvel, but it's mostly, like, the sideliners. I, I love Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is great. And then I've been I've been uh, Miss Marvel and Mighty Thor. Although Mighty Thor, I'm, 
I'll see if Jason Aaron stays on it. He is. He's great. Because I love I love the female Thor storyline, and I love that it is ending. Because yeah. it has to. It, yeah. Like, there's no way that you could just be like, eh, she's going to die of cancer and then never kill her. Like, that's that's kind of cheap. So I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for, um... I always mix it up. I think it's, like, Mighty Thor in Valhalla or Mighty Thor going to Valhalla. It's a miniseries. Yeah, yeah. It's It's... Something Valhalla. Yeah. She, she's going there. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for that, because Jason Aaron's writing on that has been great, and I love the stories. Yeah, Aaron's staying on Thor. The only thing it's changing, besides they're going back to my number one, is uh, their, Russell because. Dodderman is off the book, and he's being swapped out with Mike Del Mundo, which, that's a great replacement. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> bad. No. So I'm, I'm, I'm still hyped for that. But yeah, those, those are my Marvel reads, and then... Yeah, I do a lot of image reads. Uh, I still read like Sex Criminals when it comes in. Yes, it's great. <laughs> uh, when it comes in is the uh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. proper wording there. Uh, although I'm really excited because their next triple X cover is I think Scotty Young. I'm excited to see oh, what great. that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun because there's like some where you're like Chris Anka and you're like, yeah, I can see him okay, writing a triple X. Gonna be straight beefcake. <laughs> yep, it just is. And then like you're like Scotty Young, and you're like I don't know how far Scotty Young would go. <laughs> like I, he's never. <laughs> so it's like mm, I'm excited to see that. Um, I, hey, I was gonna say, what else am I reading? Because I Moonstruck has been great, and that's on Image, and mm. I think it's mostly on Image just because uh, Grace Ellis I think has some iffy ties with Boom right now. Um. Doomsday Clock, which will never end or never come out again. Well, what's it? It's going to like every other month now. I know, I know. and it's only on issue four of twelve. Yeah, it's going to be so long. Although Mr. Miracle will end before that, and I'm very That's excited true. for that. To even end. with Mr. Miracle skip months. I know, it's so it's so. I mean, there's good. only been two so far, and even so, it's like okay, Doomsday Clock. All right, it's going every other month. There's like skip months planned, you know, here and here. I'm like, he really has really dragging this out. Meanwhile, like Mitch Garretts makes an impassioned plea on Twitter. He's like. Yeah, I kind of need a month off, guys. I'm like, you take all the time you need. I know. A beautiful soul. I know. And, and it's not like, I need time off. It's like, I'm having a kid. And it's like, yeah, take more time off, yeah. please. <laughs> like, hot darn. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, my God. My, Mr. Miracle's great. Because, like, I'm enjoying Doomsday Clock. It's good. But, it, like, it's, like, yeah, sitting here, I'm like, oh, man, when's it going to come out? But then Mr. Miracle, I'm like, oh, man. When's that going to come out? I'm so excited for the next issue to come out all the time. And, you know, Mitch just had the baby, and you can just tell from the pacing of that issue, like, he knew. Like, he was there there in the delivery room just sort of memorizing details, like all those things you see at a hospital. It's going to be that annoying husband that's like, hold on, honey, I'm I'm writing this down. I have to draw this out. Hold on. (laughs) Well, I almost, I, 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 like, I can picture him, like, like Scott was. He was just, like... This is this is a superhero who people call a god. He's just sitting there in a Superman t-shirt and jeans, kind of like scratching the back of his head, not knowing what he can do during the sort of the hours and hours between when you go into labor and when the baby's actually born. Looking at his mother box smartphone. It's, that was such a, it was so it was just so good. You never see that like you know because like the water breaks, they rush to the hospital, and there's all sorts of stuff happening and there's action, and then it stops because it's what happens and it's just so like yeah that time in between is what really it's so it's just so good (laughs) we um my day job we uh, do these retreats every year where they kind of like take a bunch of us at a time uh into the conference room and we just sort of talk about like theory and stuff all day and uh, this year they wanted us to each bring in a piece of storytelling that we admire not necessarily a news story 
but you know it could be like a song or something you read online so I'm gonna download Mr. Miracle number seven on Comixology and just talk about pacing through the nine panel grid it's so good yeah <laughs> it's yeah no that is a solid one uh, everybody will be like oh this dork and then they'll be like no that's really good I'm, I'm, ex- I'm hyped to hear about how that goes <laughs> yeah 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 um what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, what oh, we're reading. We were still talking about... I know, <laughs> I just... This is like I the second or third time we've transitioned <laughs> it off to Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. But that's okay. Because it's so good. I also... Um, what else am I reading? I read Saga when it comes out in trades because I... Mi- I that's been going on forever. I missed out on yeah. number one. But I read Paper Girls on trades because that's also great. Um, my other... My next, like, probably best one that I really love is Snot Girl. It's actually a really good one by Brian Lee O'Malley. How did that... Uh, well, I mean, you're just telling me it's good, but, like, I picked up the first issue, and for some reason I didn't go back to the second. I, I don't have, like, a, a straight... Or, like, like a, a defined reason why I didn't put it down and say I hated it, but I just didn't did, go yeah, back. It's It was just... Because the first issue kind of hooked me where I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll give it a second issue. And it just keeps going in that, and it's such a, like... I don't know, it's so different from what other things Brian Lee O'Malley has, or at least what I've read, because I've read Scott Pilgrim and Seconds, and Seconds is also really good. Uh, but it just continues, and it's like this weird, it's this weird world, because you're hearing it from Snotty, from the main character, <laughs> but you're like, it, it's a it's an unreliable protagonist, where you're not really, because like, the next issue, so first issue, spoiler alert, She's hanging out with a friend that she just met, and then all of a sudden the friend falls, and there's blood all over the ground. You know, she hit her head, there's blood all over the ground, nothing. The next issue picks up, she's at home, and she's like, I guess maybe that person died, I wonder what I'm going to do today. Oh man, Dunkin' Donuts isn't open yet, I can't get caffeine. And you're like, you're like she's terrible, <laughs> and you hate her, and like, you just don't know what's going on or what's happening. It's like, it's just so interesting seeing this world through this incredibly vain, weird but also anxious and relatable person. It's it's a really weird story. It's worth picking up, I think, in trade better than... Um, so, sometimes some parts, like, yeah, like the first issue where it's just that drop-off and then that pickup. But it's... I, I, I've been enjoying it because of that. It's just a really... It's a really weird story and a really weird way to explain how it's good. But I still enjoy it. <laughs> That's great. Um, for me, I'm trying to think of the stuff that I picked up recently i mean i'm actually i'm I'm here getting my comics for the week actually <laughs> so i just picked up uh cable because i wanted to try out the uh new uh writers zach thompson and lonnie nadler they've been doing a lot of like body horror stuff uh for like black mask and and uh like aftershock so i'm kind of curious how they uh you know how they do on cable yeah and like that's a character like i was not into the last couple of runs on like the James Robinson yeah. stuff, the Ed Brisson stuff. So, you know, I, I, I've come back and kind of poke my head and try it out. I also picked up uh, Batman, which is probably from like last week. I am very, it's funny. I love Tom King. He's, He's one of my great. favorite writers. I I'm very inconsistent about picking up Batman and it's like trade waiter, get off the pot. And I did get the first volume, like the first rebirth, yeah. you know, set, but then it's, I'm like intermittent. I just go back like every couple of months. Oh, Batman's still good. Yeah, Batman's still good. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it's like it, it's one of the books that I used to get that I kind of dropped. It's good, and I do love Tom King. It's just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why I don't want to continue reading it. You I, know what it is? It's because you know it's always gonna be there. <laughs> I, I am finding that I'm reading a lot more miniseries and like books with defined runs because I. 
like I kind of keep myself on a budget when I'm buying. Yeah. So I, there will be times where I like have to like put folks back or not. You know, I end up like they just end up dropping off. But with like short run stuff, like I know I only have to commit to this for like a little bit. Yeah. And generally the stories are are better, or at least like the stuff that I'm picking up is because you know we're talking about Mr. Miracle again, uh, like Phoenix Resurrection, which was really good. Um, stuff like that. Uh, digitally, I'm also into uh, Quantum and Woody at Valiant right now. I don't know if that's going to be a long-term commitment though, because I like I'm really into the artist on on the book right now, Kano. And, like his layouts are just like amazing, and if like you were a fan of um, Fraction and, and uh, Asia's Hawkeye, it's that same vibe. Yeah. And there was like a fill-in issue last month and it was Francis Portella and it was just it was very house style like it just did nothing for me and he's coming back for the Harbinger Wars 2 tie-ins mm. and Daniel Kibblesmith the writer is leaving so uh, the, did you pick up Lockjaw? I like Lockjaw God, a Lockjaw lot really good. sorry you said Kibblesmith I was like oh, yeah no no uh, Kibblesmith is, is really funny um, I like that he's paired Lockjaw with D-Man yeah, who is so effectively weird. like a human puppy it's great. That's <laughs> so good. And uh, Carlos Villa, the artist in that book, draws draws a very good dog. <laughs> yeah, he does. And there's a lot of dogs in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And hamsters, I think. I forget what was attacking. Yeah, it's it's kind of like. Do you remember G Force? It was like that Disney movie with hamsters, and I think Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I wish I didn't remember it. <laughs> uh. Oh man! But yeah, that, imagine that. But a giant dog fighting them, and then a semi-depressed, not homeless anymore man. Yeah. yeah. Well, D-Man cleaned up under uh, uh, Captain. Uh, Nick, yeah, not, um, Nick Spencer's Falcon, Sam, Falcon Captain, Captain Sam Wilson Captain America. Not to be confused with the other Captain America who was a Nazi. Who is now not a Nazi? Maybe. Yeah, and of. now Nick Spencer's writing Spider-Man. I got feelings about that. We don't have to get them into them right now. Uh, I think one last plug. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading Archie. Oh yeah, I'm reading Jughead. The Hunger is really good. Is it? It is. It's. It stinks because it came out with a zero issue. Okay. Which it feels like I should have read. Like it's no the one before the series started. Yeah. Like the tryout issue. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. they explain what happens in it, but it's still like I feel like I should have read that. But otherwise, it's been it's been fun. We're uh, on the site right now. We are doing uh, an Arch Madness tournament bracket, and the finals, which get to, uh, were determined today, or who's going to them, it's going to be Werewolf Hunter Betty from Good. The Hunger versus uh, Sabrina from Chilling the Chilling Adventures version. I was going to say, I think I voted on one of them, and it, Sabrina was in it, and it was somebody else, and it was a really hard choice, but I think I went with Sabrina. Yeah. Sabrina's a good one. She was really great in Jughead. Sorry, but... Yo, yeah, no, she was. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That Jug... That, um... The, 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 the Chip Zdarsky, Erica Henderson slash Ryan North, North Derek Charm was... That whole run's great. Yeah, it really was. That was a solid book start to finish. I was very sad when Mark Wade came in at the end. <laughs> and, then <laughs> it, and then it ended. I like I like Mark Wade, but uh, it was just he wasn't Ryan North. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. I know, and Erica Henderson's leaving Squirrel Girl, and I'm kind of like, I hope they get Derek Charm, because like... That would be the only switch out I would accept. He's busy because I think he's doing those um, the Star Wars Adventures I, books for yeah, IDW. No, he, he is. Um, but yeah, he's he's a great artist for like those all ages books and stuff like that. Um, 
But yeah, Archie. How was Archie? <laughs> Archie, you know, Archie's been solid since since the reboot relaunch. Mm-hmm. It's um, Mark Wade and Ian Flynn kind of co-writing together, and I really like Audrey Mock's art. Getting back to Power yeah. Rangers for a second, she does variant covers for Power Rangers, and me not being a Power Rangers fan, her variants are my favorite part of Power <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> That's it. Um, every time Dodson does an art uh, cover, the Dodson crew, and I'm just like, that book looks great. And then I open it. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> I forgot. They drew me in again. <laughs> so all of that Generation I X series. All of it. And that, look, that was a that was a that was a good book. Let me yeah. first of all, props to Christina Strain. I I'm I'm sorry that book ended. Yeah. Terry Dodson's covers were great. Or, Terry and Rachel's. Rachel, yeah. They worked together. The, the team. <laughs> yeah. The Dodsons. Um, I was I wasn't a fan of Mel Carpina's art. No, I wasn't. It, I, yeah, I just I love Dodson's art, and I see it every time, and I'm like, that looks. It, it's just it draws me in every time, and I know that they don't do interiors ever. It's yeah. just like every, every time they get me, and I'm just like, <laughs> no, this art isn't Dodson art. What am I doing? Dodson's again. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like, I think there was an evolution there because I remember Terry Dodson being a fill-in artist on like X-Men books in the '90s, and this also may have been just my personal taste like I wasn't into it back then yeah you know but also like I started reading in 93 so I was trained to you know sort of those guys that they got to fill in for everybody who'd left for image so it was like Andy Cooper Brandon Peterson you know so yeah. when I wasn't seeing that sort of like I guess X house style it yeah, yeah, yeah. It bothered wasn't... me <laughs> I can't. I, can't that, I was young. I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I cannot stand that art. That's not. It is not my favorite. And I read. I, I read some comics as a kid, mm-hmm. and then I stopped, and then I started again. And I honestly, I only started like New Fifty Two, so I'm like super new. But I did read like New Mutants and stuff when I was a kid. But it was never my favorite art. <laughs> um, well, that is a good question though. Like, what got what got you in? What what started you? Yeah, honestly. L- Funny enough, Level Up did because I wasn't working at Level Up at the time in New Fifty Two because I think that was twenty twelve. Was New Fifty Two? It started in eleven. Eleven, sorry. Same. It, it, close enough. Yeah. A year. Um, <laughs> and like somebody, somebody I was working with was just like, "Hey, that Level Up, which I knew of Level Up, but they were like the Level Up guys just got a bunch of number ones in." So I was like, "Oh, cool!" So I picked up like a bunch of number ones, and I had watched like, I love the Justice League and like the Bruce Tim like that stuff. Yeah. So like Flash has always been my favorite, so I picked up Flash. I picked up Batman and stuff like that. And I, I just started reading, and I was in high school to college, so I had, like, a bunch... And, and working, so I had a bunch of disposable income that I was yes. just like, all of these comics. <laughs> and I bought everything, and then I started working here, and then all of a sudden I was like, there's an independent section? And that's when, yeah, my fall into... Which, yeah, I mean, honestly, was pretty early. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I started in 2014, and Lumberjane started in 2014. Uh, so I, I, off the bat, just ran with independent stuff. Cool. Um, you mentioned uh, Justice League and the old Bruce Timm cartoon. Have you seen the the Justice League lineup that's coming from Snyder? Oh no! Oh, oh the um, sorry, it's got Starro in it. What's the name of the? Oh, um, no justice. No justice. Yeah, no. Uh, they uh, they released uh, covers for the first two issues of like the relaunched Justice oh, League okay, title. Yeah. After that, it's basically the the Deany Tim team. It's like Hawk Girl and it's John Stewart. We got Ma- Martian Manhunter John back. John Stewart's the best. Also, Martian Manhunter's the best. They're yeah. all great. Yeah. I also like. I also love the like. I forget if this was the second season of Justice League or not. When they had like all of the heroes in the Justice, all the Hall of Justice. So you had like the weird like cowboy guy and stuff in there. Oh and you yeah, were just, yeah. Like, it was like Vigilante and Hawk and okay. Dove and Shining Knight. Like and, everybody was there. Yeah. Like everybody was part of the Justice League. It was cool. It was just you had those main five that would like go out into space and like 
fight, you know, whoever. But, it like, it was just cool when you got those episodes where you were wandering around the base and, yeah, like, everybody was there. I kind of hope they do that again, but also I understand if they don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember there was, there was one episode of the unlimited part of the series where it was, like, Supergirl and Green Arrow and uh, the cowboy guy and the yeah, night guy. Steve. And, like, they had to work security at a parade. It was basically, like, loser detail. Yeah. But those are, like, the best episodes. It was just so oh. cool. No- it was so cool knowing that that universe, like, everybody was connected in a way. Yeah. It was great. Uh, Green I, Arrow didn't deserve that. <laughs> it, it ended great, too, because, like, you know, it was a ba- it was a battle with Darkseid. But then at the end, they just did this montage of, like, people running down the steps of the Hall of Justice. And it was, like, insert Gary Oldman, everyone gif. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it is such a good show. It's the um, most excited I've ever been to see Hawk and Dove. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, yeah. Reading, 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 going back and reading comics like Hawk and Dove is just like nothingness, and or they became back to life during Blackest Night, and you're just like, I guess those are characters that did something semi-important because they were <laughs> chaos or something. I forget. Yeah. It's really confusing when you just read books and then Hawk and Dove show up, and you're like, what's happening now? Who are these people? <laughs> they're they're bird guys, but they're not like Hawkman. But, but not the bird guys that yeah. you've been reading about, but like bird people (laughs) but there's still a man and a woman so don't you know kind of close but not close enough what Hawk and Dove are a man and a woman they were they they were at a point oh okay (laughs) because why have two men when you can have a man and a woman (laughs) it makes no sense um on that on that note (laughs) on that note that proves I don't understand Hawk and Dove comics yeah no I don't either (laughs) Uh, Becca, I really appreciate you uh, taking out time to yeah. uh, talk with me about awesome books and also Mr. Miracle. <laughs> like, yes, I know Mr. Miracle's great and you should pick it up. But also, yes, anytime I can shoot, anytime I can be like, hey, people listening to me ever read boom books <laughs> is a good time. Is all the Everything I ever want to do is tell people to read boom books all the time. Awesome. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's it for this week's show. Don't forget you can listen to WMQ&A on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at WMQComics.com, where new episodes move every Monday morning. Also fresh on the site, watch DC's presentation from WonderCon, check out all our previews of comics coming out this Wednesday, and find out who won our Arch Madness tournament bracket, which came down to Sabrina Spellman from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and Werewolf Hunter Betty from Jughead the Hunger. Next week on the podcast, we'll be talking to Zach Quaintance, who writes about comics and collects advice about writing comics at batmansbookcase.com. Until then, check out wmqcomics.com for more comics news, previews, reviews, interviews, and plain old views. And we'll see you next time.